0: Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit us at UniteChurchAK.org. Now, enjoy this message. So I'm going to introduce our speaker today, Judith Green. I think I just needed a hug there. Maybe you want to turn to somebody and give somebody a hug around you. This would be a perfect time for you to do it. That was pretty pretty quick hugging. I want to say that it's wonderful to be here and to be with family. And when you walk through that door, you know the presence of the Lord is here, and you know it's family because there are a lot of hugs and there's a lot of love that goes forth in this place. And so I just praise God to be able to share with you just a little bit today. You know, God has been speaking really really clearly. Um, to different prophets around the world, prophets in Alaska, and he's been saying things that are coming for us in 2020. Aren't you glad it's 2020? Come on. Aren't you glad that it's a new day? He said this is a new day that he's taking us, he's crossing us over into a new place. He said that he is. Uh, he is Drawing in prodigals, that there's going to be an in There's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God. He says things that you've wanted and prayed about and desired for years are about to come to completion. He said that this is a season of breakthrough. Anybody in here need breakthrough? I'm telling you, I need breakthrough. And this is this season that we're in. He said it's a, a season of restoration and of uh, and of um, restoring and redeeming giving restitution for things that have been lost I'm telling you he is saying this is a new day for us and and often we'll say things like that it's a new day I remember in this church speaking a prophetic word where God says do not scorn that word that he's speaking around the world this is a new day you just shuck off those old feelings of oh I've heard that before and you step with faith into what God is doing this season because God you're it you're it. God is going to use you during this time. He's going to use me during this time. This is 2020 where we're going to see differently. God is going to just give us such a, um, uh, an amazing uh, blessing in our lives. I'm looking up at that clock that's supposed to be ticking. Oh, there it is. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, I also want to say this. I've been sitting here listening to Josh and listening to Mariah share about the presence of the Lord. And Joni, this morning, thank you, Joni. That was wonderful, wonderful about the presence of the Lord because... In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, come on, pleasures forevermore. And we're entering into more and more of a depth of the presence of the Lord. This is a season where we're going to need him like we've never needed him before. Because the things he's calling us to do in 2020 and that, the decade that follows are impossible things to do. And we're going through... How many of you are going through impossible things in your own life? I mean pressures and and difficulties and storms. I'm going to see your hands. Am I? No, look it. Come on. God is our God, and he's for us, and he's going to take us through these things in this season. And so uh, the presence of the Lord is absolutely essential because we walk through obstacles. God said to me recently, What you call your obstacles, and I was talking about grief and I was talking about pain and I was talking about loss. And he said, What you call obstacles, um, I call solutions. That's like he's working everything good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So God is taking us in this time, even in our daily living, in the storms, I want to say the storms of daily living. And I, I thought about this before. I've had storms of, oh, fighting with a girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? And then you labor over that and so you're afraid you might lose that friend or something goes on or you don't have enough money at the end of the month, you know what I'm saying? Or, Or you've lost your job or even bigger things that are coming are, are storms. From the smallest storm to the biggest storm, God is wanting to focus our eyes on him during this season. And we are going to come through this thing seeing from a higher perspective. He's taking us higher. We're going to be throne dwellers, right? He, he's made a place with us. He's seated in heavenly places and He's we're seated with him in heavenly places. But don't we have to change our minds to get to the a place where we believe him. This is a time of really increasing faith. And so I'm going to read, you can put up Matthew 14, if you will, Matthew 14:22. Okay, good. That's it. I, that was looking little. All right. I'm going to read it to you. Immediately, this was immediately after Jesus fed the 5,000 men plus women and children. And he fed them with just bits of, of bread and A few fish, right? He did this miracle, and his disciples watched him do the miracle. And it says immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And I'm saying, disciples, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. We're crossing over into a new day where we're going to be doing things we never thought we could and where we're going to have faith we never believed that we would come into. And while he sent the multitude, while he sent the multitude away, um, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat that he sent his disciples out in was now in the middle of the sea. And it was tossed and it was battered. I'm telling you, they were in trouble. Water was coming over the side of the boat and the waves were coming up. The wind was against them. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, that's like 3 to 6 in the morning, they're out in the middle of the lake in the middle of the night, and what Jesus is doing is he's praying, right? And so he starts walking. Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out at The word actually means croaked. (laughs) They croaked in fear. Oh, it's a ghost. Oh, no, what are we going to do? They didn't recognize him when he was walking toward them. And it says that immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. Come on. Get a smile on your face. Get some victory going here because uh, I'm here. Oh, when he's here, that's when victory comes. Uh, And he said, don't be afraid. I cannot tell you how many times in the last couple of years he said to me, do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. It was already rough water. And he said this, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was churning underneath his feet, then he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, because Jesus lifted him up to a higher place, when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. You bet it ceased before Jesus' presence. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, because he's taken us over, he's crossing us over into a new place, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding regions brought to him all who were sick and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched it were made perfectly whole now we've probably many times read this scripture i want you to just maybe recognize three things in this scripture one he came looking for them two he said come and three he said because you're going to cross over, so you can bring deliverance, so you can bring healing, so you can bring the restoration that's on our land this hour. And so he's speaking to them. Uh, it, these three things are really important. The first one is the most important. So, so Jesus did this massive miracle, and he goes up the mountain and prays and sends them out into the storm. <laughs> Have you ever felt like he sent you out into the storm? <laughs> Right, big or little, the storms are not fun. He said to me one time, you, um, you like to go the long way around the lake. You don't like to go through the storm where you'll have pain and where you'll have suffering. You want to go the long way around so you can avoid it. I want to take you in the middle of the storm so that you can calm the storm with me and go to the other side and lead people into deliverance and healing and salvation. Hey, that's who you are. You are called to step into that kind of power with God. And, and you know, I love it when he speaks to me, correction. And I went, oh, okay. And I had to make some changes Because God does call us to change in the midst of what's going on. So here's the thing about Jesus. As soon as they were gone, he went up to the mountain to pray. Did he know that they were going to be in a storm that was churning up and sinking their boat? He absolutely knew it. And what was he doing? He was praying. This is the Jesus that I know. He was praying for them. He was calling out on his father, uh, I'm going to go to them, I'm going to go to them, because I know they're going to be in the middle, in the middle of the night, in the dark, and they're going to be alone, and I'm going to go. And that's the way he is. He... Comes to you. I want you to know today that whatever storm you're in, He is coming to you. He's walking on the water toward you. He's praying for you. He cares for you. Who is this God? He's our Almighty God. This is Jesus who created all things. This is Jesus who holds all things together. He had to remind me of this. He holds all things together. I thought I had to hold all things together. You know, when you're in a storm, you know how that is. You get afraid, and then you get anxious, and then you're beside yourself, and then you're going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. There's not a trace of peace in you, but you're saying the right thing. You're coming to me. You're going to help me. You're the almighty God. You're the one that holds things together. I'm not the one that holds things together. So I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in I'm going to lean on, I'm going to rely upon, I'm going to adhere to, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. And here's the thing, God who's coming to you in your storm wants you to connect in your heart with him. He wants you to say, my God, I'm just numb. I'm, I'm caught in this place where I'm overwhelmed. And he's just saying, trust in the Lord lean on me. Put your head. Come on, picture this. Put your head on his shoulder. Put your head on his breast. Just let him hold you. Let him sh- shelter you under the shadow of his wings. This is who he is. He was concerned about the disciples, and so he's going through the storm to get to them in the middle of the night, and, and, and it's, it's raging sea, and they don't even recognize him. Worse yet, and do we Do we recognize him when he comes? Sometimes we blame him and sometimes we say, where is God in this storm that I'm in? Little or big, where is God? And he says, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you because I love you with an everlasting love. I will never leave you or forsake you. I am the almighty God. I'm the God who says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. You can trust in me. I'm going to give you hope, and I'm going to give you a future. What is happening in this first section is he's coming, and he wants us to get a hold of that. He's coming to you because he loves you, and he wants to open your heart, and he wants you to just lean against him and go, my God, my God, like Peter, save me. Save me, Lord. And, you know, all we have to do is cry out that way. We just cry out, God, save me. God, help me. God, open my heart to you. And you know what you'll find? The more you turn to him knowing that he's coming to you the way he did to the disciples, the more you will recognize everything's going to be okay. He's the one who holds all things together. This is God. He's not going to leave me or forsake me. And, and even if he's not recognized He'll say to you, he'll give you little inklings in your heart. He'll give you a scripture. Rejoice, rejoice evermore. This is the will of God for you to rejoice evermore. He'll say, come on, be a good cheer. Buck up. He says things like this to me. I thought the other day he said, um, I was reading this scripture. I don't think it was King James. I think it was NIV, but it said, uh, he's your rear guard. But you know what he's been saying to me? I've got your back. I've got your back. You know, he's, he's using language with me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick you up. I'm going to carry you. I'm the one that's coming for you in the midst of what you're going through. So be of good cheer because I'm here. I'm here. Come on, say it out loud. He's here. He's here. His presence is always here with us because he's always coming. And he says, don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid when you trust in me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You have to lean into him and open your heart to feel the love of God. He wants us to feel like we've never felt before. True, remarkable feelings from him. And Peter just says, if it's you, Lord, then then tell me to come to you. The almighty God is, is hollowing out a place for you. He's hollowing out a place sheltered under the shadow of his wings or or the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. That's who our God is. He's a strong tower. He's for us. He's never against us. He is always encouraging us. He always accepts us. We are accepted in the beloved. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly spheres of activity around us. If our minds are turned to the fact that he's always coming, he's always for us, he's always ready to do that miracle that needs to happen. And sometimes the miracle is just changing the way that we think, changing what we expect. But he'll always be there and always be doing that. So I want you to recognize that, that he is the one who is coming to you. He is stepping into your world. He's looking for you He'll go through the dark. I love Psalm 18, where um, the person is just going down for the last time. And uh, they're, you know, in this miry place. And it said that they cried out to God. And God came riding on the wind, riding on a cherubim. Smoke's coming out of his nose. Fire's coming out of his mouth. And he's against the enemy on your behalf, and he takes you out of that hard place, and he lifts you up out of it, and he puts you in a broad place. That's what he said it is for today, a day of second beginnings, a day of second chances. Come on, he's lifting you out of that place where you've been. You know, when you get hopeless, and you you just don't think there's, look at Psalm 18. He'll put hope in your heart, because he's coming for you. He loves you. Now, it also says, um, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. Now, I want you to think about this second side, and I'm going to take a little bit of time with this. He said, come. And so Peter stepped down out of the boat, and he stepped out on the water. We know the story. And the water's holding him up, and he's walking on it. But he comes to us, but there's a second side to this. We need to come to him. We need to come with open hearts. We need to come with worship. We need to come with thanksgiving. So Peter just, as he always did, in faith, just stepped right out on that water. And it was churning and messing with him. And all of a sudden, he sees it, and he begins sinking. He's going down, and this is not a little storm. He's going down in the storm. But listen to who our God is. He says, Lord, save me, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. I'm going to stop right there for a minute because people tell this story differently than I do. Because Jesus said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And I've often been told Peter doubted, and so he sunk. He didn't keep his eyes focused on Jesus. And I always said, man, he's the only one that got out of the boat, and he's the only one that walked on the water. And so he did something right. He had faith in the living God. He said, here's my God coming to me, and he said, come to him, and I'm coming. It's like a Caleb that says, sure, we can take this land. Sure, we can take the giants because our God has said that we can. So when we know God's coming for us, we can do remarkable things, unusual things. And Peter did that unusual thing. But here's the original meaning of little faith. It means underdeveloped faith. It means faith lacking in confidence. The other day I said to the Lord, Lord, I have faith in this storm that I am in that you are going to carry me through. I have faith, and I stopped, and I said, I write everything down, and I said, Lord, I have faith, but I don't have confidence. I was lacking in confidence. Listen, that's not a rebuke. That's a come on. Every one of you is accepted. Every one of you can come into my presence. I'm calling you, come. Come unto me, all you who are overwhelmed, weary, right? Uh, uh, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Listen, when you're in decision-making times, storm times, difficult or or not, that's the time when you turn to him. That's the time when you put your trust in him. He's calling us to... uh, Be a people of faith, not by what we see, but by trust in him because of who he is, because he's coming for you. But he's saying to you, will you come? Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Listen to this. Don't be independent. Don't think you have to do it yourself. Don't think you have to look spiritual. You have to look tough. You have to do it right or he's not going to take you. He's going to reject you. That's a lie from the enemy. God accepts you. You are accepted in the beloved. And so you come fully into him to receive what he has for you. And so what he had for Peter was a pretty remarkable thing that he did. And then you just have to develop your faith a little bit more. That's what he's saying to him. He's not saying, well, you you failed the test. Too bad. Drown. (laughs) Just drowned. (laughs) I'm casting you out. That's not what he does. He says, oh, that was hard, wasn't it? Okay? Now, come on. Now, come to me. Come on. I'm coming to you. I'm going to hold you. I'll help you. I'll show you how you can. And you know what it's really a, a lack of here? It is a lack of focus. You know, he got his eyes off of Jesus, and he got his eyes on the waves. He wasn't being partnered together in that moment. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, because I am humble, and I am gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My burden is easy, and my my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That's what he says. He is not rejecting any one of us as we're on our growing faith journey. We start with that measure of faith. We start with that little mustard seed sized faith. And he keeps stretching it and stretching it because he proves himself faithful. He proves himself good. And that's what God is doing for you while you're in your storm. That's what God did for Peter. He didn't leave him to drown. He stretched out his hand because he loves you with an everlasting love. He knows what you're going through. When I was going through this real suffering time, a woman I didn't know very well came up to me, and she said, God's given me a word for you. She said, you're in a storm, and you think this storm will never end. It's so hard, and all you can see is the wind and the waves but Jesus is come walking, coming, walking on the water. And he's coming for you. And he's going to take you and put you in his boat of safety. And what you're seeing around you isn't the truth. These waves come on. These waves are in earthly things. We don't set our affections on things on earth. We go up higher. He's taking us higher, church. He's taking us up right now to new places. And so we, we receive that from him. We put our eyes on Jesus, right? He says, Since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the sin and the weights, the, the weights and the sins that so easily ensnare us. And this word, uh, Jim will appreciate this, is afarao. It's look away from, to look unto. You look away from fear. You look away from negative thinking. Oh, this is never going to work out. It's just horrible. I'm oh, and I, There's just no hope. There's no hope. Ha, am I the only one that can get in a place like that? I call it a blue funk. Yeah, yeah, you know, we can get in that place. Be honest. You've been there. <laughs> We can be so caught with the negatives, so caught with what we see with our eyes, so caught by the waves, so off focus from him that that we're not built up on the inside. And this is the second point I have. Yes, he's coming for us, but we need to come for him. And we need to say, I'm going to carve out some time for you, Lord, every day. That's not so easy to do. When I had little kids, you know, when he woke me up two in the morning. Kids were asleep. Husband was asleep. Okay, he wakes me at two in the morning. That's when I had my time with him. That's when he gave me scriptures. That's when he turned turned me to promises that he'd given to me. He said one time, all of your children will be taught of the Lord. Great will be the peace of your children. That's a word that I could stand on. He came and he gave me that word. He gave me that at 2 o'clock in the morning. Listen, I don't know when your time is, and I don't know what your time looks like. One time I prophesied to a man in, in England, and I, I called him out of the audience, and I said, sir, God says he wants you to wait on him more. Does that make anybody else groan? You know, so, and this guy, the look on his face, it was so funny because God was already planning to say this to him. But he said, I don't mean hide in a secret room and sit and stare at the wall, hoping that he will speak to you. I don't mean sit there and try to keep your thoughts together because really you're thinking about, i got to do this, i got to do this. You're making your grocery list, right, you know. Uh, that doesn't, that's not what it means. In Isaiah 40, 31, when it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know what? The word "weight" comes from a root word in the Hebrew that means uh, braided or woven together. Partner, yoke together, woven together. If you're not coming to him and saying, I'm going to set some side, a time aside for you. I'm going to tell you how afraid I am. I'm going to tell you that I don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you that there are voices that are causing me some confusion. I, I, I'm going to tell you what's going on. You can only do that when you set aside time. But it doesn't have to be in a room by yourself. You can be dancing around the house. Come on. You can be at your job, and you can turn your heart don't operate heavy machinery when you're doing this. But you can turn your heart to him day and night, moment by moment, walking in the spirit, realizing that he's in you. He's always there. And this guy, when I, when, I, when I prophesied to him that he needed to wait more, and I said, and God says, this is how I want you to wait. I want you to get your dog, and I want you to take him on the trail, and I want you to hike with me. Don't get religious. Don't narrow something down and say that he's, he only, well, I can't do that. I'm just not one that can sit quietly like that. You, one time a a pastor told me when I was talking about the presence of the Lord, I, I said to the group, now how do you come into the presence of the Lord? He said, I climb a high mountain, and he said, I stand, and he got up on his chair. He said, I stand up on, on, the, on the high mountain, and I shout, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. He, and see, what he's doing is he's convincing himself of the goodness of the Lord, that the Lord has come for him, and he's setting aside a time where he's, he's receiving the way he received. This guy's an action guy. He's not a person that sits. Somebody else may be a worship person, and they worship like great. You can do them all. You can do every bit of it, but do it with him. Set aside. He's coming to you. Now you come to him. There's no condemnation in this thing. How you do it is you go, I'm going to taste and see here. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. feel God's presence a lot right there. I'm going to taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, you're in the middle of this thing with me. God, I'm feeling peace in my heart right now. You know, you get up, you go about, you see the problem again, and you take your focus uh, and get them on the waves like Peter did. You get it on that problem again, and you sink right down, and the rest and the peace has gone right out of you. You know what you need to do? Come and do it again with him. Come back into his presence. Come back into that place where you say uh, the truth. God wants truth in the inward parts. When he said put on the full armor of God, the number one piece is truth. The, it's one that he starts with. The, the, it's that uh, belt of truth. God wants truth in your inward parts. He wants you to tell him the truth. But he knows your emotions, and he knows that you have to gather your thoughts in order for your thoughts to be aligned with his thoughts. You have to offer. You have to look away from all that negative stuff that's going on and look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You depend on the spirit of the living God that's moving on the inside of you. Come on. I want to do a little dance up here. Come on. I don't know how you can sit down. The spirit of the living God lives inside you. That spirit of the living God is going to speak to you about direction and speak to you about where to go. And he's not going to condemn you. He's going to say, let's just increase your faith. You don't walk by faith or by sight. You walk by faith. So when I got that prophecy and that woman said, all this storm and everything is what you're looking at. But he hears you. He knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. And he says, this isn't real the storm isn't real. Come on. Come up higher. Look down on this thing. This storm is going to end. There's going to be a good result of what he's working in you and in those around you. He just wants us to turn our affections from the things of earth to him. Set aside some time. And I'm just going to give you a little specifics because we've talked a lot about the presence of the Lord. But here's what I have to do. I have to, first of all, go, oh, whoa, I'm scared, scared, scared. A guys even get scared, scared. You know, you feel like your heart's in your throat and your your heart is beating like this. But you know what? That's not trusting God. That's missing the mark. There's another word for that. It's called sin. So get a hold of this. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, done. Come on. You you are accepted in the beloved. You confess your sins. You're forgiven of your sins. And you put that fear aside. Now, fear can still grip you. You have to connect heart to heart with him. My God, you have good plans for me. So you start saying the word of God. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Right? You need provision then use the word of God. This is a time for some warfare. And I'm not just talking about warfare against the enemy. I'm talking about warfare against your emotions, warfare against your lack of focus. You turn it to him, and you begin to confess who he is. You're good. You're faithful. Your mercy endures forever. You hold all of this together, oh God. And I'm not going to rely on my natural reasoning. I'm not going to fix it, fix it, fix it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Maybe if I just get alone. Oh, maybe if I, oh, oh. but what if? What if? We do all of that in our natural reasoning, but if we focus on him and we give our heart to him, we begin to recognize who he is. We begin to confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. John 1.9, First John 1.9. <laughs> we have that righteousness swept a, a, and it, it is ours it, it can't be taken away but when we confess that way it, we come into a new place we also then begin to f- confess the truth we confess you said you have my back Therefore, you have my back. And I write it out. You have my back. You will never leave me or forsake me. You said there's a time of turnaround coming. You said there's a breakthrough coming. I begin to confess of words, words that God's spoken to me, prophetic words like the one the woman gave to me, where she said, you better be sure you got Jesus in your boat, and you better be sure you're looking with eyes of faith, because he is going to do marvelous things. Boy, I had to practice not looking at the waves, and practice not looking at the negatives. And, and he just, every day he'd meet with me over and over and over again. And he will meet with you because he doesn't want you to have underdeveloped faith. He wants your faith to develop and grow in him because of what he does. Then, you know what else I do? I go in the Word of God, and I look up things like this. Okay, you stopped the mouth of the lion for Daniel's. You Stepped into that fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You came to Esther's uh, assistance. You came, you put Ruth in a good place. This is You said to Caleb, uh, you be a man of faith. Joshua, you be a man of faith. You say we're well able to take the land. Listen, you begin to confess the truth of the word of God. Confess things that he's already done for you. God, you did this. God, last time you did this. God, you were faithful in this. God, you're always coming to me. You love me with an everlasting love. And begin to speak the truth truth. Confession and repentance is the beginning. Yeah. Then if that kind of, you know when the weight of the world comes down on your shoulders? It, you just ask the Lord, is this more than just me? Is this more than my emotions? The Word of God says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I love it. I love when I see something as just the enemy because I can be really, really down, really kind of trying to hang on to hope, but not really quite doing it, and then he'll come along and and he'll speak the truth into my heart, and and all of a sudden, I've confessed my sin, I've repented, I go, this is just the enemy, duh, I, I call them my duh moments because honestly, they just pass me by lots of times, and I'll go through a whole day of just going, whoa, whoa, why am I so down? You just recognize, God says, don't be unaware of the enemy's, Noema, his schemes and his plans. He's against you, but when you're aware of them, you submit yourself to God, you resist the devil, and this is the truth. He has to flee. He goes, so you confess your sins, you repent, you, you make a choice to turn and put on right things and right thoughts, right scriptures, right words he's given you, right uh, promises that he has for you, uh, right things that he has done for others and he's done for you. Put those things on in that secret place, whatever your secret place looks like. Put those things on and practice them because we're practicing the presence of the living God to walk in faith and not walk by sight, and he's carrying us through. So here he comes for us like he came for the disciples. And, and here we're coming to him and hollowing out, carving out some time with him, not being, not being under law not I used to teach this it was a discipline I don't even like to say that anymore it's a love he said to me your will is involved in what you're praying for here I know and your will is this and my will is what if your will is this how can I trust you he said to me I don't want you to say anymore your will and my will I want you to say your will and my love because the will of God is the love of God for you. It's for good for you. And when you rest in that and trust in that, and you come into that secret place with him, and when you do those exercises that are really important to do, you put off wrong things, you put on right things, and God is going to take you into a place of faith that's beyond what you've, you, you've imagined. And didn't he do it for Peter? I mean, Peter didn't get knocked out at that point. He went on to do more. I was thinking even last night how he would walk in his shadow. Someone would get in his shadow and they'd get healed. Come on, that's who we are. Come on, that's who we are. We're meant to be people of faith like that. So then they said in the boat, oh, truly you are the Son of God. When you taste and see that he's good and when he shifts your focus to a heavenly focus where you're not focused on things of earth, where you look away from all the problems and look unto Jesus, he begins to solve the problems. And you have a whole lot more answered prayer and a whole lot more joy, gratitude, thanksgiving, and you worship like they worshiped. And why? Because you're crossing over. This is a time where God is going to use you. I mean, he's been using you already. I know, he's been using me, but he wants to use me a lot more and he wants to use you a lot more. Because there's a, a world out there, he says, I'm gonna, out, I'm gonna give an outpouring of my Holy Spirit and I'm gonna give an inpouring, an infilling of you and I'm gonna draw in people during this time. I want to know him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge it means to know and perceive who he really is. Come unto me, he says, and learn of me. That's what he's calling us to, heart things, because he's going to have us cross over into a new day. And so I'm saying to you, how many of you want to cross over into a new day? How many of you said, yes, yes, Lord, there are so many things that need to be done. This is your time. This is your time. But you may be sitting here and you may not even know Jesus. You might know, you might look like they did and said, oh, who's that coming on the water? You may not have asked him to come into your life. So I'm going to ask you all to just close your eyes and turn your heart to the Lord right now. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know this one who comes for you and blesses you, if you don't know the one who brings you peace and carries your burdens because he died for your sins, he loves you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Just everyone with your eyes closed. Raise your hand if there's someone who wants to come to Christ today. You just want to make that commitment because you want someone who will walk through life with you. Anyone like that? Hallelujah. How about ones who want to know him more, taste and see that he's good? If that's what you want, if you're going through a really difficult time, if if you have a decision to make and you don't know which way to go, if you have needs that that you just need someone to come alongside you and pray for you. I want you to just come forward as we're closing the service. And there'll be someone here who will pray for you. Listen, they may prophesy to you. You begin to say that prophetic word. They may give you a scripture. You begin to believe that scripture and say it out loud. And you've come into this place where you've not only had him come to you, but you're coming to him where he's hollowed this place out for you. And you'll move forward into a new day you're going to be a blessing to those who are around you. And there'll be many people that you lead to Christ, that you lead to healing, and that you lead to deliverance. So I bless you. I bless you. I'm on this journey. Boy, do I go up and down with it. But he is always there to carry me through, and he's there for you. Father, I pray a blessing over this congregation. Powerfully move in them. Let this be a new day of knowing who you are and of knowing who they are coming to you. Oh, I pray for breakthrough in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at UniteChurchAK.org. We hope to see you soon.